Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Star Wars Blip Podcast. Today's going to be a special episode because we have a special guest, very special guest, my brother Ethan. Ethan, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Um, I'm glad to be here and uh, just talk about the Mandalorian. Exactly. I have a couple questions to ask you. Uh, what is your favorite? <laughs> excuse me. What is your favorite Star Wars character? Um, favorite character. Man, that's a really hard question because there's so many characters. And you probably have a lot of favorites. Yeah. All right, just name one favorite then. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to say Obi Wan because he's just a classic character that. Okay. He's a classic pinnacle Jedi that we all think of when we think of Star Wars, like Obi Wan. You know, main characters Obi Wan, Luke, Darth Vader. Darth exactly. Sidious, you know, that that kind of stuff. Okay. So yeah, probably Obi Wan. Obi Wan. He's very proper. Very proper Star Wars figure. Jedi. Okay. Second question. Favorite food? Go. Sushi. All the way. Sushi. All the haters that hate sushi, I don't care. I love it. <laughs> well, okay. We saw in the Bad Batch that they ate a lot of sushi on that. Yes. So you were probably very happy that episode. Okay. Yes, I was. Favorite color? Black. Okay. So I'm not you, emo. You are like Obi-Wan who loves sushi, who wields the Darksaber. All right, guys. <laughs> let's hop into uh, this week's breakdown. It was a very interesting episode. The main focus was about Mandalorians. And yeah, let's jump into the episode. The episode opens with a bunch of Mandalorians training on their home front. Grogu is sitting by the sand, is playing with some crab creatures. Well, what did you think of the crab creatures? I thought they were amazing. I want to meet them, get all their autographs. Exactly. You know? uh, I, I wish we had them in the real world because just awesome creatures. Yeah. They're very, very, very cute. Cool. Very, very cute. Um, and they were kind of similar to the species of the ice spider we saw in the Mandalorian episode with the snow. Yep. With Grogu. Definitely. Um, okay. Din Djarin wants Grogu to train and fight like the other Mandalorians. So he sets Grogu in front front of Paz Vizsla's son as a challenger. They compete with darts, and whoever hits their opponent with three darts is the winner. Paz Vizsla's son strikes Grogu with two, then Grogu does some sick Yoda flips over him, dodging the darts, and lands three marks on the foundling. After the game, Paz Vizsla, Paz Vizsla's son strolls along the beach, and out of nowhere, a sand dragon comes over the crest of the mountain and snatches him in his grasp. And I thought that was, this was very unexpected. We literally just see this giant flying thing come over the mountain. We're like, oh, okay. And then it just suddenly just picks up his son and flies yeah, away. That, that was pretty random, but very random. It's an average day in the life of a Mandalorian. Got to be on your toes. It, it shows the kind of like the brutality of the Mandalorians, I, I feel like, um, and how just out of nowhere things, bad things can happen. Well, yeah, look at the. Uh... Is it the first episode or the second episode where the sea dragon came up out of the ocean, starts, you know, wants to kill people, you know, same with the dragon, you know, it's a very similar event. And I thought when all the Mandalorians were fighting themselves along the beach, I thought that was really, really, really well done. How it shows how the culture is very much fight oriented and all of the Mandalorians are practicing their strengths and their techniques, and they're just fighting against each other. And they're using, they're doing fire practice at nothing. They're literally just firing on the beach. And I thought that was, I don't know, at least set up targets. That's that's all I have to say. 
Bo-Katan manages to use her ship to track... Oh, wait, sorry. Several young, strong Mandalorian warriors ignite their jetpacks and start racing after the dragon, Pez Vizsla and Mando included. All of them run out of fuel in their jetpacks, trying to chase the dragon back to its lair. Bo-Katan manages to use her ship to track the dragon all the way back to its lair. When she returns, she presents a plan of extraction to the other Mandalorians, and they set out to retrieve Paz Vizsla's son. Grogu stays behind, and while the armorer teaches him about Mandalorian culture, she makes him a chest plate with the mudhorn as his signet. The armorer's heavy power hammer scares Grogu, and Grogu has a flashback. In his dream, he envisions the Knight of Order 66. He is surrounded by Jedis, and the turned clones are breaking down the door in front of him. All the Jedis get slaughtered, and Grogu is pushed into an elevator. Once inside the elevator, he meets a young Jedi who befriends him. Grogu and this unknown Jedi are trying to escape clones, and they confront them, and, Je and the Jedi skillfully incapacitates them all. And they both escape on a speeder away from the burning Jedi temple into the crazy streets of Coruscant. That shot when they're running away, and we just see the, the Jedi temple burning, and oh man. Very sad. These... These Coruscant shots are getting wider and wider. I feel like they're getting more spacious because in the prequels, it felt very closed in and now they're becoming a lot more spacious. Yes. So. And that flashback was insanely well done. Good job, Carl Weathers, the person who directed the episode. Very good Order 66 flashback. <clears throat> Just really shows the sadness and the weight and how crestfallen the Jedis were that they had no chance because like... The clones, there were a lot of clones and not a lot of Jedis. So, yeah, just very well done, the flashback. Yeah, it was really good. That's my opinion. Republic cruisers chase them, that being Grogu and the Unknown Jedi, through a tunnel, and they end up on a platform. They crash land and board a Naboo-looking ship and jump to hyperspace. Grogu snaps back into reality after his flashback, and the Mandalorian armorer places his new Beskar chestplate onto him. Back with the extraction team... It is nighttime, and the team rest around a campfire. Bo-Katan and the other Mandalorians rest. Bo-Katan, now converted to the Child of the Watch, wonders how to eat her rations in the presence of other Mandalorians. Din Djarin tells her to find a secluded place so she can take off her helmet without fear of others seeing her. All the other Mandos scatter, and Paz Vizsla tells her that since she is the leader of the fighting party, she has the right to stay by the warm fire while the other Mandalorians seek solitude. Led by Bo-Katan, the Mandalorians find the lair of the Sand Dragon. It is a large cliff face with a nest at the summit, and all the Mandalorians have to climb it in order not to awaken the dragon due to their noisy jetpacks. The extraction team reach the summit, and Paz Vizsla can't hold back his emotions. He rushes forward, crying for his son. The dragon awakes, and all the Mandalorians rush to the skies, igniting their jetpacks. The dragon coughs up the sun, Paz Vizsla's son, and all the Mandos shoot their cables, trying to wrap up the dragon. In the fray, Paz Vizsla falls into the mouth of the dragon, but uses his flamethrower to free himself, firing, firing its entirety into the mouth of the beast. After some intense struggle, the beast finally releases the sun, and he falls to the ground. But before he can fall to the ground, Din Djarin races downwards toward the falling sun, and manages to catch him at the last moment. And I thought this was really interesting. The sun, Paz Vizsla's sun, is falling to the ground. Din Djarin is like, no, nah, I'm not going to let that happen. Not on my watch. And he does this, like, Iron Man-type-esque thing. You know when, like, okay, 
you know when War Machine is falling to the ground yeah. in Civil War and an Iron Man has to go like catch him and he like stops and then he like turns around and just books it downwards. Yeah. That reminded me of Din Djarin turning on his jetpack, going downward and just firing downward to like catch him. Um yeah. by the way, Din Djarin's better than Iron Man. Yeah, because he actually started. rescued someone. We switched. No, I'm just kidding. Versions. I'm just kidding. Yeah, it's funny. The, the Star Wars Stuff Podcast does that sometimes. They start talking about Marvel, and then there's like, all right, welcome back to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast. <laughs> Anyways, all right. So I thought that was really interesting how little little bit of mimicry there. Um, but it was still very well executed. Uh, Din Djarin catches the sun, and Paz Vizsla thanks Din Djarin for saving him. And we kind of see Din Djarin and Paz Vizsla kind of make up in the end, like... They used to hate each other. Now they're like, all right, we're friends now. Well, yeah, because he saved his son. Yeah. Exactly. That's that's like a really big thing. So that's, that's a, awesome. Yeah, that's a really big deed. Um, and, you know, when they came back, I thought it was a little bit, you know, interesting, quote unquote, that they gave the right to like Bo-Katan instead of Din Djarin, that he rescued uh, Pazbiz's son. But again, Bo-Katan did find the dragon's lair and led the group so yeah. it's it's explainable but dindron actually did the act of saving the sun the so. extraction team returned with paz Vizla's son and everyone rejoices but they brought home a special surprise the three baby freaking sand dragons this episode ends <laughs> with the armorer encouraging bokatan in her future with their covert and i thought this was very interesting how we see this arc of bokatan having nothing to do like she doesn't want to join the child of the watch but then, once she sees the culture, she's like, you know what? I can get on board. And the last episode, episode three of season three, was called The Convert. So it seems that Bo-Katan is actually part of the Child of the Watch now. And yeah. I thought that was interesting. So She's a Mandalorian now. A true Mandalorian. So, interesting. By the way, Grogu's chest plate. It's circular, and it's made of Beskar. And I feel like it's kind of unnecessary, because... He already has the chainmail made of Beskar, and now he needs a chestplate. Yeah, so... he's, he's going to have, like, the ultimate protection. And, okay, one thing that I thought was very weird in the episode is um, Grogu. When he's fighting on the beach with Paz Vizsla's son, Paz Vizsla's son is like, no, he cannot fight because he's too young. And Din Djarin's like, he's too young to speak the creed, so he's fine. And so, does Din Djarin want Grogu to wear a helmet? If so, how is that going to look? Yeah. He's going to be this, like, Beskar helmet with his ears sticking out. Like, what? What, it, how, uh, what I would think is that it would have, like, room for the ears. Like, he would put the helmet on, and there would be, like, holes for the ears. Right. That exactly. The ears would come out, you know? Yeah. But... I really thought that Grogu would, like, force the dart away. I know. He into... didn't use the force. That would have been awesome. And that's interesting, though, because Grogu has yet to show the force off to the Mandalorians. I think that's going to be a very interesting talking point in the future of this ep in of this series is Grogu basically showing off the force. Right now, the Mandalorians still don't like Jedi. So when they see sorcery, quote-unquote, like the force, they might react badly. So that's going to be interesting because the Mandalorians think Jedi are harmful sorcerers because they use magic, the Force. So it's going to be interesting. What say you, Fair John? Uh, I mean, it's it's pretty explainable that they would react that way, um, especially towards Grogu, because 
But I feel like a Mandalorian Jedi that has the Force would be pretty OP. Yeah. In my opinion. I but... used to think Revan was that, but no, he wasn't. Um, Mandalore the Ultimate was kind of like that. Man, I'm really blanking on it, but the armorer said back in Season 2, she was like, the first Mandalorian was both a Jedi and a Mandalorian. So, maybe that's Mandalore the Ultimate. By the way, Bo-Katan loses a chest, uh, uh, a shoulder pauldron. And so she goes to the armorer to get another shoulder pauldron. And she's like, you know what? And the armorer is like, all right, I'm making this for you. What's your signet? Would you like a night owl on your on your plate? And bo like, could I get a mythosaur? And the armor's like, yeah, sure. Get whatever you want. <laughs> That's so me at Starbucks. Like, I, they, they <laughs> ask me what, like, the regular thing is. And I'm like, could I get this, actually? And they're like, I yeah, sure, sure. A venti, bate, cafe. Like, okay, when I go to Starbucks, I usually get one thing. But there's, like, you can be like, can I get a cafe Americana, add two shots of espresso with one pump caramel syrup? And they're like, sure. There's so much creativity. With Starbucks. Now. Exactly. I like I kinda wanna go to Starbucks and just say random. Oh my things. gosh, that would be see so see if funny. they can actually make it. And I will give them a five star review on Yelp. They actually And it. I will give them like I will give them a lightsaber. I will give them all my hyper crystals. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Oh anyway, I was welcome talking back to the stone. No, we're talking about kyber crystals. Anyways, I was talking with my friend the other day and I I was like, Oh yeah, I have a Star Wars podcast and he's like cool do you talk do you guys talk about kyber crystals i'm like yep that's all we talk about all day kyber crystals that's all we talk about yep yeah anyways oh one more thing i wanted to mention bo katan has seen them has seen the mythosaur and she's like what if i told you i've seen a mythosaur and the armor is like no you're just dreaming and bo katan's like no i actually have seen a mythosaur and the armor just kind of waves her off like no that's that's impossible so that's interesting how talk. the armorer actually doubts that the mythosaur is a thing. So it's kind of a... Like, so that's going to be really cool because Bo-Katan has seen the mythosaur. Yeah. Dindran and all the other Mandalorians have not. Yeah, like she might be the only Mandalorian, one of the only Mandalorians in history that has seen a mythosaur. Exactly. Which is pretty crazy. I mean, okay... I don't think she's the only myth uh, Mythalorian, <laughs> only Mandalorian that have seen the Mythosaur. Mandalore the Ultimate, Mandalore the Great, I'm pretty sure they've they've seen it written and in the battle. Any any other talking points you would like to mention? I know the flashback of Grogu was absolutely amazing, and I want to see more flashbacks. That's the highlight. I want to see more flashbacks of Grogu. I think that would be really cool. Yeah, especially Order sixty six and how Grogu got well, yeah, to where he is. Yeah, just lots of like Grogu and a Jedi. Yeah, Grogu flashbacks. I think that like we need we need a Grogu flashback every single episode. And if they don't do that, I'm gonna be sad. Yeah, he's sad. He's sad. Star Wars. No, I'm not sad right now because we got a great episode. But well, I was like, yeah, I was like, when I was watching it, someone asked me, "Is like, do you think they're gonna show Doctor Pershing?" I'm like, I hope not. Yeah, I mean that episode was kind of, in my opinion. In one word. Yeah, exactly. exactly. If that's a word. But I mean, yes, and I mentioned this in the other episode, it was necessary, but in the terms of the Mandalorian TV show, we want to see Mandos. We want to see Mandalorians using their jetpacks. And okay, in this episode, the Mandalorians using their jetpacks was the most amazing thing. Like the CGI was 
perfect. Yeah, the stunt beautiful. the stunt coordinator on this episode knew what they were doing. And like you said, Ethan, directed by Carl Withers. It was a very Carl Withers episode. Lots of fighting. Lots, lots of, of fighting. Lots of action, grittiness, you know. And it's so cool to see Mandalorians like testing their skills out and fighting with each other and bettering themselves. So, For the greater good. For the greater good of the Mandalorians. And this is the way. This is the way. Wait, do your best Paz Vizsla impression. This is the way. That was pretty bad. Wait, 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 wait. Doesn't he say like, who are you, Night Owl? You're both apostates. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, good job to John Favreau for voicing Paz. Yeah. Vizsla. Doesn't he voice Paz Vizsla? I'm pretty sure he does. Because like, sure. wait. No, there's no way you're looking it up on that. Who plays? Hold on. Who? Oh, I am. Plays Pazzy Vizsla in The Mandalorian. As Vizsla, fictional character. Come on. Um, I'm just. Paz Vizsla. Who plays Paz Vizsla? Paz Vizsla, Paz Vizsla. I'm not seeing anything. Oh, okay, wait, wait, wait. The Mandalorian Paz Vizsla is played by Tate Fletcher. Okay, that's the body. But the voice sounds exactly like Jon Favreau. Okay, all right, here we go. Here we go. The Mandalorian showrunner John Favreau lends his voice to the walking tank performed by MMA fighter and actor Tate Fletcher. Okay, so Tate Fletcher plays the body and action of Paz Vizsla, but the voice is John Favreau. I knew it. And I, I knew it. I think it's pitched down because there's I don't know. John Favreau could just be going like this. A lot. But <laughs> I mean, you got to add the filter of the mask on there and stuff. So, yeah. Again, next. Oh, by the way, one thing that Star Wars Theory mentioned about the armorer. And go watch his episode. I mean, go listen to his episode about the armorer. It's very interesting. Basically, he said that he thinks the armorer is someone named Rook. And the armorer basically served Maul during Maul's reign. Maul's short reign of the uh, and... of Mandalore. Hold on. And basically, Rook fought against Bo-Katan. And basically, Rook, after Maul fell, joined the Child of the Watch so she could hide her identity from the rest of the Mandalorians. Because she's a baddie. Like a bad guy. Not, 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 not like a bad guy. Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What do you mean by that? Okay. So go, but, go listen to, this, to his episode about that. Will we see the armor's face? ever i hope so i hope so because like right now the armor is a very arcane character in 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 the universe right now we don't really know a lot about her yeah and we it's... just know that she likes to make armor and she's very wise a woman of few words yeah. seems like all mandalorians are like that like every everything they say is very prominent a like a pastate challenger winner winner wait 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 Loser. wizard Wizard. Wait, did somebody say that? Yeah, Din John when he flew his Naboo. Oh, wizard. Palimoto's like, how was it? And he's like, wizard. Bro, Palimoto is. Oh my gosh. Her name right? Yeah. Yeah, Peli. <laughs> so funny. Like, oh my gosh. Palimoto. The, the way she like is sassy with the Mandalorian. She's oh. a scammer though. I mean, it's understandable because she's on Tatooine. And okay, she Josh from the Star Wars stuff podcast hates Tatooine. It's understandable because we spent a lot of time there, but. 
I don't have a prejudice against Tatooine. It's the OG planet. Tatooine's awesome. Yeah. Happy New Year. Yeah, we're at 20 minutes right now. Anyways, great episode. How would you rate it out of 10? How would you rate it out of 10? Probably an uh, 8 point. Probably an 8.75. Why an 8.75? Give me your logic. Because we didn't really have a lot of progress. In the plot? In my opinion, in the plot. We did have that flashback, which was a a good way to launch the show a little bit. But we didn't really, like, see, like... A lot of plot. Like, what's happening with IG-11? Isn't Mandalorian... Isn't the Mandalorian going to get a part for that? Like, are we still on that part yeah, of the story? And like... the the um the main plot was Din Djarin getting redeemed, right? Yes. And we already got We already that. got that. So it feels like the plot is already finished. But where I think the Mandalorian is gonna go from here is the Bo Katan conspiracy of her seeing the myth store and her revealing to the other Mandalorians that yeah, there is actually such a thing. As the mythosaur. And also, Mandalorians getting reconciled back to Man- Mandalore. Because it's safe to breathe there. And all the Mandalorians getting resurrected and starting Mandalore again and just going back yeah, there. Yeah, what if they, like, resurrect yeah, you know? and actually build Mandalore? So, that could be the plot. It, it could also be the Empire trying to get Grogu. Who knows? They're, yeah, they're still looking for that little guy. Yeah. So, so. interesting. Interesting <clears throat> stuff. Yeah. So, anyways, guys. Thank you so much for watching. Leave a review. Thank you so much, Ethan, for hanging out for uh, yes. with us today. I'll be here every Thursday for the Mandalorian breakdown. Yeah. But I won't be here for the Bad Batch. Yeah. Sadly. But that's okay. Because I know Tyler will handle it. Oh, don't worry. I got yeah. you guys. So. And we, we also need to get you... Uh, we, can, we need to see how fluent you are in the Star Wars universe. So we should be taking some quizzes. Oh, boy. Yeah. Because... I guess you guys like the other quiz I've said. I'm not that kind of guy. It's okay. But that's okay. That's okay. Anyways, guys, thank you so much for listening. I always say thank you so guys. Thank you so much, guys, for watching. This is a podcast. There's no watching unless there's a video podcast, which I'm I don't do yet. Mm-hmm. Anyways, foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much, guys, for watching. Please leave a review. Uh, yes, you can please. find all of my podcasts in the description. Apple Podcast, Spotify Podcast, Google Podcast, all that stuff. Still trying to get my social media back. And yeah, thank you so much. And may the force be with you.